Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours. I'm JT. We've got Gary Van Sickle with us today. I wish you guys uh, or some of you could hear what we talk about between segments, but that's private. That's off the record. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, it's really good. But we were talking about golf media. And the, one of the things I will bring up about that, and we did talk about this between uh, segments, Gary, is I think one of the highlights for me watching the golf channel, because they, when you catch their after, after tournament show uh, and you catch it live, it's good. But then they kind of repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because they don't have anything to fill with it until they can actually put, take the time to put the show, to put the tournament together and rerun the tournament if they've got rights to that. And they do most of them. So that's called cool. But when Duvall uh, and Chambly got into it a couple of years ago, a lot of people didn't think that was good for television. I did not because I believe in reality shows or any of that crap, but it was really good for David to finally let loose and, and give his thoughts on something and kind of he boxed Brandel's ears a little bit, you know, because like we were saying off the air, um, David's been number one in the world. He went up against Tiger in the heyday. He was he was in the mix, all that. And then he had his issues. But as far as the media goes, I thought he does a good job. And Frank Nabilo does a good job. Yeah, du Duvall has been surprisingly um, forthright. He's got a little Johnny Miller in him that he's He'll say what he's, he believes, even if it's not popular, because he doesn't care. You know, like Johnny, he didn't have a million friends on tour. He's not trying to make friends. And he, yeah, that was great. You know, anybody, you know, Brandel kind of ruled the roost on that show. It's great. He he, he needs to have somebody challenge him on some of this stuff. And Frank Nobel used to do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Not quite as, you could you could tell. I mean, Duvall was actually, you know, a little, little I won't say angry, but he was, he, he was, was hot. hot. He, he was hot. Like yeah. Disagreeing. He was like hot. Nabila was such a nice guy. He was, you know, I don't. He, he disagreed with Brandel a number of times, and that was good. He made for good discussions. But Duvall was was heated, and that was that's what made it fun. And you know, I miss I miss him on that show. I just don't feel like Justin Leonard brings that same David Duvall attitude, and or is ever going to. But you know, he hasn't been doing this that long, so I don't think it. You know, TV is really hard on doing the live, and I don't think he should. You know, these guys need some reps and some time to develop. Uh, I don't think it's fair to make a call on Justin Leonard yet. He, you know, he's okay; he's not bad. Yeah, but he's he's trying to play this 
self-deprecating, you know, this and that. It's like, that's not Justin Leonard. Justin Leonard's, I won the Open, I won the Ryder Cup, I hit the greatest shot, you know. That's how. That's who he is in real life. Just like, oh, shocks! I didn't do anything. Yeah, that's not what you're like, Justin. Be yourself. <laughs> be like the ball. Be yourself. Let your ego come out, and you know, let's. That's that. It works. Be you know, be you. Yeah. Bill Mickelson did that guest shot on the PGA, and he was full of it. And uh, that was the best thing Justin Leonard's done on the, the post game show. Was he said uh, something about that? I, I enjoyed Phil's stint on CBS. He turned it into Phil B, Phil BS, which was a great, you know. Yeah. Uh, Phil was it was BS, but it was it was entertaining, and that's what TV golf is missing. They're missing entertainment. They need some some more cynical, you know, critical, sarcastic. They need a little more humor, but that's not going to happen because every. The PGA Tour runs every golf telecast, and they're not going to let anyone come on and do that. They don't. They have no sense of humor. They don't want. They don't want that. You know, if, if you come on and tried to do that, you would last one episode, one one tournament, and PGA Tour would be like, yeah, you're gone. You know, you forget these guys all work for CBS and Fox Sports and NBC. No, they work for the PGA Tour. That's yeah. what it really comes down to, and that's why golf on TV it tends to be a little dull. Because the PGA Tour or the Masters or whatever tournament is is kind of be calls the shots. Well, you're not going to have Phil Harris stand up in the middle of a booth and go, "I got to go take a leak." But he didn't say that. He said he had to go take a piss, and that was years ago at the old Clambake at Pebble Beach. But it was like, uh, well, was, I don't know if it was there or at uh, Riviera, but one of them, Phil had been in his cups, which he was all the time. Not Phil Mickelson, Phil Harris, the entertainer. And he, oh, got, yeah. and he got him. He said, I got to go take a piss. And he just walked off. And while the, I don't know who was talking, Jack Whitaker or somebody like that was like, oh, okay. You know, but. Well, I, I remember, I remember Phil Harris on the air also making, cracking a joke that in 2020, I can't repeat, but he made a joke about a golfer who was named Gay Brewer. Yeah. And you can't say that. You can't say this stuff now. I no. Mean, but this was like, what, 1970, 1968. Yeah. Yep. It was 50 years ago. I, I think that's what people don't understand. You look back in history, you know, times change. People said stuff then and had had an outlook on the world that was different than we do now. So you go back and criticize them for something then. It's like, well, that was different. This now was different. I mean, but yeah, uh, Phil Harris was a was a real wild card. Yeah, he was. I, just, uh, I, I always like, I, I kind of like, I remember when Byron Nelson was the color guy with Chris Shanko on ABC golf. Yeah, I remember I that. I like Byron Nelson. You know, I like Byron. I liked his voice. He was very, very nice and gentlemanly. And, you know, Dave Marr was good too on, uh, I guess he was on ABC. It's hard to even remember, but Dave Marr, you know, was a little too, a little too polite. You know, he wanted to go to, well, you know, the, if he really wanted to rip a guy, the best he could do was that wasn't his best. That's as far as you got, you know, yeah. and, that's why Johnny Miller was, he's the only guy really, Azinger would be second, but Johnny Miller was the only guy who's come out on TV and said, oh, that was a bad shot. And the players get all mad at him. And it's like, well, you know what? Uh, if you go back and look at all the stuff Johnny said, when he criticized players, you go back and count them up and tell me how many times he was wrong about something. Yep. Johnny wasn't wrong about very much. Now, he made some jokes that didn't work and got himself in trouble that way. But, you know, when he said something about a guy, this or that, like he was right. It just, 
sounded sounded harsh. Right. But he was right. Right. So you, I, that's what I, golf needs something like that. But again, the governing body or the PGA Tour is in charge of selecting the announcers, and they don't want that. They yeah. want to promote their propaganda program and sell their brand. And it's all about marketing. And you know, the first term of the year, and like, we're going to really care about how many FedEx Cup points this is, aren't we? You know, it's forty a, more. And by the way, when they get time to get to Atlanta. They're going to reset the points anyway. So why am I keeping track all year? Why are you jamming these down my throat all year long? When at the end, they're not going to matter. You're going to reset and, and go to strokes. And Oh, that's annoying. But it's, you know, it's paid commercial time. FedEx, FedEx gets, you know, we can't just call them points. We have to call them FedEx points. So every time it's even mentioned, <laughs> it's a commercial for FedEx. You know, it's brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. But, you know, FedEx is dropping, uh, at least fifty million a year just on that. Oh, sure, probably more than that. So oh, it's a ton of money. I, you know, that's a that's a lot of you got to ship a lot of boxes to pay for this FedEx stuff. I'll tell you what. I mean, that's a. If I was a stockholder, I'd be going, boy, it's a good thing our business is good because we're blowing a lot of money in this golf thing for what? Do we have any competition? Any, is there a serious competition for FedEx? Amazon delivering stuff. I mean, who's? Well, now, yeah, but yeah, yeah, now there is, but before. Before there wasn't. What do we need to spend so much on everything? Not like in, not like there's anybody in the world that hasn't heard of FedEx. Oh, right. We need to get our raise our raise our profile. You, you can't get any higher. <laughs> no. You're as high as you can get. I was going to tell you uh, though. I don't know. I was going to tell you that somebody that I thought that has really done a good job, and she's she's now over on CBS. She was on ABC for a while. Is Dottie? Um, Dottie will, and she's figured out how to say it. Like, yeah, that was a pretty crappy shot, but she, um, you know, years ago she'd, well, she got in trouble for saying they choked like dogs or something at the, at the yeah, Solheim she cup. She was right. But, she uh, right. yeah, she was right. But I like her because she will. And I asked her one time, you know, she's been on the show a couple of times and she was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, but in fact, I will tell you this. Um, I wrote her a note. And I said, hey, I had Peter Costas on the show and it was fun. And she fired back and she goes, you are the only person I know who ever put the words Peter Costas and fun in the same sentence. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I, Peter, Peter has mellowed. So I think, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think, but, you know, I, I've always liked her, too, as a thing, because she kind of straightforward gives you the facts and tells you what's going on. But now that she's been on CBS for a while some of their bad habits are starting to wear off on her. Yeah. Well, maybe I thought yeah. during the uh, PGA championship, you know, it, she was getting a little too chummy in that. Oh yeah. You know, losing the nicknames and this and that. And uh, I, I thought they, I thought, you know, I'm not, it was their fault for taking her off of her game. Their bad habits affected her. I thought, and I didn't think she was as good that week when I heard her because, you know, the other guys are doing their, you know, boring shtick. Well, so, yeah, no, I, I think she's good. I think Amanda Balionis has turned into, they tried having these ex-players interview players. Well, you know, you need to be a journalist to interview somebody. They right. figured that out. And right. Amanda, I think she was, she on PJTour.com perhaps. Or yeah. Tour. She was interviewing players somewhere and was okay at it. And CBS took a chance because they needed, you know, need to get rid, break up this men's this men's club, and she did some stuff, and she was doing scoreboard stuff. Now she interviews player. She's usually, and it's a hard job. I mean, that's why if you got to 
I think she does a pretty good job. I, yeah, you know, I do too. I, I just recently found out she's actually from Pittsburgh, so now I like her even more. Well, I there you go. Steelers. I need to get her a Steelers face mask so she can stay at home. But <laughs> I think she does a good job. But you know, it's easy to criticize people on TV. I tell you what, when you get five seconds to say something, you only get one chance. You can't stutter around. You gotta, you gotta say it. You gotta be done. Right. You can't ramble around like I am right now. You gotta say it and get your point and get out. And it is, it's a hard job because you've got people talking in your ear while you're trying to talk. Uh, don't, don't think that any of those people on TV, uh, don't think it's a, just walk in, it's a piece of cake. It's, it's pretty tough to be good. And that's why so many of them, you know, move on to something else because they aren't good at it. Whether it's Davis Love or Ben Crenshaw or Mike Hulbert or a few other guys who have, you know, failed. Well, I'll tell you what, I do television on a fairly regular basis on a different topic than golf, but I do it. And, it's amazing when you see somebody come on that's never done it before. And if maybe they're even the one being interviewed, you know, like you said, they've got a few seconds or a couple of minutes to go back and forth with the host, which is not me, but, and you watching and you can tell the people that are good at it and that they know what they're doing and that they've done it before. They've got some experience. The question is asked, they you know, they formulate an answer as the question is being asked. They give it out to you like that. Or versus the people that are sitting there kind of starstruck and stumbling. And then you've got the guys up in the booth going, you know, get that lady to say this or, you know, move it on or switch subjects <laughs> or, or whatever. I'll tell you what, if, you know, if I knew your radio show was 10 minutes long, I would prepare, I would, you know, I would answer a lot differently. I oh, would yeah. Keep it short and quick. But, Here's, I got an example for you. Here's how not to do TV. Here's, here's an example of exactly what you're talking about. Somebody who hasn't been on TV in an interviewing capacity, and now she's got her own show. Turn on whatever it's called, the Drew Barrymore show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is she awful? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's already off the air. It's been, I, was, so I think it started last week. She might already be off. It's, she, it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, she can't enter. She had Jane Fonda on in a Zoom hookup, and she's just there, like, with her mouth open, like, oh, I can't believe, oh, you know, like, yeah. overacting, like, uh, you know, of course, overacting is the only thing she's good at, but overacting, like, oh, I'm talking to Jane Fonda, one of my, this is so great, this is, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's the worst TV show I've ever seen, and that covers a lot, uh, a lot, Rachel Ray and a lot of, I know, Rachel Ray, I'm not cooking the cooking, but Rachel Ray is great at cooking, but. She's not really an interviewer. Right. Uh, but right. yeah, Drew Barrymore just proves that not every celebrity can have a TV show and talk show. It was just hideous. I'm telling you, you record it because uh, it's hilarious. It's hilariously bad. <laughs> I it's will. It's like watching, she, watching her is like watching, if you ever saw, uh, she did a spoof on Saturday Night Live, the, the artist studio. Will Ferrell was, who was the guy on the artist studio show? Oh, James. Um... Yes. Um, and he has the, he kills that impression. And I, was it her? Maybe somebody did an impression of her. Here's Drew Barrymore. Somebody did a Drew Barrymore impression. She is just like that impression. The whole time I'm watching her show, it's like, is this the, oh, it's like in, inside the actor's studio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and watching Drew Barrymore on the show was like watching somebody in SNL <laughs> do the sketch of her and the parody of like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, word. So check that out. That's <laughs> I my will. recommendation for your things to watch. Okay. I will do that. 
Well, Gary, it's been great. Uh, I always love having you on the show because we have a good time talking about stuff. Uh, maybe the listeners don't, but I do. So, uh, and it's my show. So there you go. But no, we. Uh, hey, Jeff, don't. Hey, don't worry. Nobody's still listening at this, at this point. Okay. There's no way. Okay. All no right. way. All right. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to check with you and see how those shots worked in your knees. I'll I'll give you a text in a couple of days or an email and see how that see how you're feeling about that. Well, I'm I'm going to play in a I'm actually going to play in a tournament next week, the West Penn Senior <laughs> Amateur Tournament. Uh, and all the other tournaments this year have been canceled. So whoever wins this is going to be the senior player of the year. Not that I'm intending to win it, but uh, oh. I'm actually going to play in a competition next week for the first time all year. So oh, good. Uh, we'll test it out there and uh, um, hopefully I can beat somebody in the field. My goal is to not finish last. So pretty sure I won't, but not getting to, not, I'm not going to get cocky. Yeah. I got one coming up on the 17th and I'm, Making uh, the interesting thing is my orthopedic surgeon is literally right across the parking lot from the radio station. I record these shows in. So I'm going to stop by there today on the way out, make an appointment for another shot, do it at least uh, five days ahead of the, um, the benefit tournament that we're playing in. I should be in great shape then. I should, and that should last. Yeah, get stop and get some steroids and some PCP and all that, whatever. Yeah. It is, but yeah. All that stuff, McGuire, all that stuff, McGuire and, Sammy Sosa took it. Yeah. Load up. Yep. I will. You need to hit it farther. Yeah. I hit it farther and I need to get a head the size of Barry Bonds. So there you go. Yeah. You know, you know I, mean, I mean, I've already got the Bryson DeChambeau part down. I can, I can do six milkshakes today. That's not a problem. <laughs> now I can't do six protein shakes, but I can do six milkshakes. Yeah. I hope, that's, I hope that's the same thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that'll be the subject the next time you're on Bryson. We'll get a Bryson year in review because. Um, I Bryson did, Bryson did all that stuff to his body, put on all that weight, has to drink eight protein shakes a day to hit at 375 yards. And he's built pace with Matthew Wolf in the last round with US Open. Matthew Wolf is 170 pounds, 75 pounds, sopping wet. He's done none of those things. And then that par five, ninth hole, Bryson hit at 375 and Wolf hit at 381. So, yeah, yeah. that's. Bryson did all that, and this kid just hit by on this hole. So good luck. Yeah, and Bryson. But it worked for him, so. And Matthew's stopping by uh, White Castle and having a Coke on the way yeah. home, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, he didn't drink any protein shakes. He didn't need to. <laughs> all right. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. You I appreciate it. it. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye.